the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. Yes, to look ahead to the week on the big screen and the small screen. Delighted to welcome John Farty, presenter of Screen Time, of course, in News Talk, and Serena Bellissimo, presenter of the Bellissimo Files on Spin 1038. No surprise. We're starting with this. You've both seen it. You have both seen Bond. I was more excited, I think, to see John at the screening last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that like? It was really weird to be in a cinema. Yeah, popcorn? Popcorn. Yeah, you, you need it. You You're not one of these Maltesers and popcorn people, are you? No, I'm Galaxy and popcorn. Oh, Jesus. Oh, right. Amazing. That's it. Uh, Serena, thank you very much for joining us. Serena <laughs> Bellissimo there of the Bellissimo. Will, will we ever agree on oh, anything? Chocolate and popcorn. It is the devil's food. John, what's it like? Bond. Well, I'm going to overshare at the start, but it's an important overshare. Oh, so, God, okay. Serena, no, listen, this is good. This is going somewhere. As Serena <laughs> mentioned, we were both at the screening. I went for a beer beforehand with a buddy of mine, right? And we went in at 8 o'clock, and the movie's two hours and 40 minutes. Now, here's the overshare. At 8.30, looked at my watch, and I was bursting to go to the toilet. <laughs> However, I hung on till 20 to 11 until the movie was over because I did not want to miss one piece of the action. This is great it really is uh this to me in a way is like i never quite got the daniel craig thing as in you know he was the savior of bond or he's the best bond ever i just i never quite got it but i got it last night now you could say is it a little too much too late but he's brilliant in it and there's kind of almost a knowing wink from him at times i felt that like he knew this was the last one because i like i haven't told you anything about the plot but we don't want to give too much away part say he's He's Darth Vader's father and he's a cyborg, (laughs) of course. But there's all the elements you want there in a Bond. There's an evil villain. There's two evil villains. One of them played really well by Rami Malek. Uh, There's some female characters in it this time that aren't just token females that that it wasn't just they were saying, okay, we need to modernize. Like there's a woman... And it's not a spoiler, but she's almost replacing Bond at times, and she has the number 007. Uh, it has brilliant car chases. It has this, the, the center of the story is about a, a possible bio-warfare thing. Let's say no much more than that. It is brilliant changes of scenes, brilliant car chases. But Bond, the big thing that's different this time, and I'm really keen not to give any spoilers, but he's more emotional uh, there's more depth to him. He's a more rounded character than I've seen possibly ever uh, in a Bond movie. And it reminded me at times in, in the right way of, of a Bond from the 70s, maybe. Like a nostalgia piece, particularly Rami Malek's character. And he's on an island. Let's say no more than that. So... <laughs> Top line to a very short You can't keep telling us the plot and then just qualify it by saying, I'll say no more. (laughs) Okay, I won't say any more about the plot, but I just thought this was great. And you know this whole thing about like the world needs, or certainly the cinema needs a great movie to get us all back in. Well, I think we have one now. And in a way I felt the film was almost saying that. They were aware that a huge amount rided on this. And there was a few, not that there was jokes about that, but you just kind of felt the whole piece was geared up for getting everyone back to the cinema so it's 
Would I say five stars? It's nearly five stars. Whoa. Wow. A look of shock <laughs> on Serena's face. She grimaced a couple of times while oh, you were dear. speaking. Oh, look, John, I have to agree. I think this is event cinema. Like it is something yeah. that you need to see on the big screen. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I think it gave us everything that Bond is supposed to give us, right? So if you mm. are a Bond fan, you are not going to be disappointed. Mm. I, you were just not a Bond fan, maybe. I'm is that not it? a massive Bond fan, but while watching it, and I do have to say... Um, I, I stayed um, two two hours and forty minutes is far too long, but it was Daniel Craig's performance that kept me there that whole time. I, I, I don't know how you feel about this, John, but I feel that the whole Bond franchise is just a bit dated. <gasps> like watching it, I was just going, "This is a lovely way to say goodbye to the Bond franchise." Kill it, kill it now. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think it's Don't time. go looking for a new Bond. No, I don't think you should look for a new Bond. I think let's look for a new fr- franchise. It was great. It, it served its purpose in the 60s, in the 70s, right up until now. But now I just think it's a concept that we don't need anymore. What do you think, John? Well, two things on that. Firstly, that's never going to happen just because it's a a money machine. Like this is saving the cinema. And I think it probably will. Like the most, you know, I talk to people about movies a lot and there's so many people saying to me, oh, I've booked my tickets. I'm going in three Saturdays time to like the Stella and Rat Minds and stuff like this is the most excited about cinema. A lot of people I know have been in a long time. So I don't think that's ever going to happen. But Serena, you're right in the sense that not that I think it's the time to end it, but there's almost like an elegiac feel about this, if you know what I mean, that they were saying this is the end of a certain type of Bond and it's going to be different from here on in. And I'm not a massive Bond fan either, but this was probably the best Bond I don't know if I've ever seen. I mean, there's a few from the 70s, I adore, but it's certainly up there. And what I loved about it, as I said, was it's kind of fulfilling Daniel Craig's promise. It's four movies too late, but he was the Bond (laughs) he was meant to be in this movie. Do you you know what I was thinking, though? I I think I agree. This is a cinematic event. It's something that we should all see on the big screen. Mm -hmm. But two hours and 45 minutes. It's too long. Too long for any movie. but, But the thing is, right, it's one thing to see it on the big screen. It's another thing at home. In your, the comfort of your own home, you're not going to watch it. No. Well, you see, I might. But what I would do in my comfort of my own home is I would be able to pause it yeah. and go for a wee. Like <laughs> yes, John couldn't do. <laughs> you know, and when a movie is that long, I, a little bit of me, and you know, maybe it's old age creeping slowly up me. A little bit of me thinks I'm never going to make it through two hours and 40 minutes without needing to go to the toilet. Oh, you won't. Like, yeah, I, I was like you, John. I, I, I think I got about an hour and a half in. I was just like, I shouldn't have drunk that water. A lot of, I people, lot of yeah. people squirm. <laughs> (laughs) in their seats in the cinema anyway listen whatever people think about the future of Bond two thumbs up it sounds like to go and watch it anyway this is review proof like it doesn't matter what John and I say as John (laughs) said like people have got their their tickets booked weeks in advance it is an event go and enjoy it Serena it matters very much what the two of you say in the (laughs) slot come on come on Uh, let's talk about uh, something then on the small screen Uh, Amazon Prime Nine Perfect Strangers tell me about it yeah right so we spoke about this when it first came out this Mm. is the Nicole Kidman one this is Leanne Moriarty Big Little Lies everyone was really excited about it basically it does what it says on on the tin nine strangers come together to this resort to they come with a lot of past trauma um a lot of grief and they're there to sort of get it sorted it's like a health health resort um there was great promise going into this i mean you know nicole kidman leanne moriarty as i mentioned is the writer um you've the cast melissa mccarthy luke evans um Bobby Cannavale, and the list goes on and on. David E. Kelly, who, when it comes to the small screen, he Mm. is the person you want creating your TV shows. It was shot in Australia. Like, what is there not 
for me not to like about this. So the Nuts. first, yeah. Well, yeah. All right. It was okay. Like the first, they've done what Apple is doing. They're dropping episodes every single week. The reason why we're talking about it now is if you didn't watch, a lot of people don't want to watch TV like that anymore. So they're like, we'll wait till the end. Yeah. If you want to be, I do that with Ken. We're just letting it build up. Yeah. And then you can binge. So that's what you can do with this now. So if you want to binge, it is there for you to binge. The first two episodes I was watching with my husband. We're going, we don't know what we're watching. The reason why you keep watching is the cast. And for me, it's, I've had a love-hate relationship with Luke Evans for a long time. I don't know why. But in this, I absolutely loved him. Melissa McCarthy, it just goes without saying, she can do both drama and comedy like no other. And Bobby Carnavale as well. They were my three standouts. I love Nicole Kidman. I've loved her since her BMX Bandit stays back in, in like the late 80s. <sighs> she was my problem with this. Really? She was this Russian woman with this really bad Russian accent and this really bad wig that any time she appeared on the screen, I was like, I, I'm not buying what you're selling me. The So the first two episodes were like, yeah, what are we watching? The middle episodes were just like, okay, we're a bit traumatised by what we're watching. Um, I was I, There were a couple of episodes where I was actually left quite shook. And then the last two episodes, I mean, they were okay, but I was just like, I don't know if the investment was worth the payoff. Right. I can tell you right now I'm not going to watch. Yeah, no, don't I, don't, I don't think anybody listening is going to watch it based on that recommendation. Yeah, I'm really sorry. But no, no, yeah. that's all right. That's what we're here for. Yeah. That is exactly what we're here for. <laughs> Go to the cinema, but don't watch Nine Perfect Strangers at home. John, uh, your next movie pick, The Guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, can I just come back on BMX Bandits? I'm sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? I, I, have a, I have a slightly funny story about that, but maybe you were a child of the 80s as well, or close enough, but we yeah. all had BMXs, do we you did. remember? Like, And yeah, I adore them. One. And there was a movie, as Serena pointed out, called BMX Bandits, and I begged my mother, I think it was, to go and see it. And she brought me, even though I think I wasn't meant to because it was 12 or something, <laughs> I absolutely adored it. And I watched it about two years ago and it is the biggest pile of tripe I've ever seen. <laughs> just, it's so funny what you love as a kid and your adult self. Just by the by, I'm sorry about that, yeah. but BMX Bandits is terrible. But Nicole Gidman was a bright light in it. Anyway. The Guilty. The Guilty, yes, sorry, is on Netflix from this Friday. This was clearly a movie made in COVID because it's basically just Jake Gyllenhaal and he plays this very angry cop who's been demoted to answering the emergency line as in 911 and he's Clearly something has gone on in his own life that's put him there. The re there's a reason why he's been demoted and that slowly reveals itself. And he's getting these calls from like drunk people who crash their bikes and stuff. But then he gets a call from someone who appears to possibly be being kidnapped and he has to try and save her, albeit from him just being on the end of a phone. And the reason why I say it's clearly was in COVID because he like he's the only one in it really. There's some famous voices on it like Riley Keough, and I think Ethan Hawke is in there, but the action is really him talking to other people. But it's a it's a pretty decent thriller. Uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal, as a you know, as a man to or a woman to carry a whole piece by themselves, because it's almost like a play, albeit a very dramatic play. He does a really good job in it. It was maybe a bit predictable, but I applaud okay. the effort. And if you're talking about not going to the cinema, this will entertain you for the guts of two hours. You oh, know? yeah. It, this is on Netflix. The Guilty on Netflix yes. uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. We started off talking about Bond. I suppose one of the great British cultural gifts to the world. Let's talk about another great British cultural gift.
The Spice Girls, How Girl Power Changed Britain, Serena. I love this. I stumbled upon this accidentally. Oh, it's, yeah? Yeah, it's a three-part Channel 4 series. It ends on Tuesday. After, If you're watching The Bake Off, keep it on and... At half nine, watch this documentary. It is so good. If you've missed it, don't worry about it. It is um, streaming on all four, I think is what they call their online service. It's really good. I can't believe it's 25 years since the Spice Girls. Oh, it's quarter of a century. That's mad, isn't it? Isn't it? And they really... Quarter of a century since uh, Torn by Natalie Imbruglia was released as well last week. Sorry, Stop random it. That's, information. That's but just, yeah, that's just old. freaky. Yeah. Um, now, look, I think... A lot of people know the massive impact that the Spice Girls had on pop culture, but I sometimes think because it's pop music, people just write it off and go, "Ah, really, you know, what impact did they have? It was a massive impact and it's really interesting to watch it and I love the way. I've only watched two episodes so far and the way they do the documentary is really cool. They broke it up into three parts. The first part is the way that they've all gotten together. The second part is um, the bombshell. When Jerry leaves the group. Oh, yeah. And it is also the moment that the world starts turning on them as well. And the world started turning on them because these were five powerful women who knew what they wanted. How dare they know what they want? How dare they go out there and make all this money? Like as soon as they started to get sponsorship deals and stuff, the world started to turn on them, call them, you know, anti-feminists and they're, they're just about them and making money. There was a really interesting point in this where... Someone said the reason why they were as powerful as they were was it took five women to be the voice of one woman. In the 90s, it was all about, isn't it? And it was all about women being against each other, like pitting them against each other. But with the Spice Girls, even though they tried, they never did. They were all together. The first song that they released, Wannabe, was about girl power from the very beginning. And it was just interesting to see how when they, like, they worked together, they were phenomenal. And the lives they changed as well. Like the bands coming out in the 90s were all boy bands and it was all about girls had to lust over these boys. But finally there was a band that girls could identify with and could. It's just, it's really, really good. Yeah. And I love the Spice Girls again. I'm going to go get their albums and just listen to them I'm again. sure many of our listeners do and did love them as well. So Spice Girls, How Girl Power Changed Britain. The final episode is next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Uh, yeah. On Channel 4, Tuesday, 9.30 after the bake-off, basically. But you can watch back the previous two episodes. Uh, they are on uh, all four. Four on demand. Is that what it's called? Four, four on demand. demand. Yeah. Uh, listen, my thanks to John Farley, presenter of Screen Time, Serena Bellissimo, presenter of the Bellissimo Files on Spin 1038, the real take-home today. Today is a thumbs up for James Bond. Go and see it in the cinema, but don't drink too much water before going in. <laughs> Definitely don't. That is the advice. <laughs> the pearl of wisdom. Thank you very much, uh, folks. <laughs>